on the wing as Brady takes the snap. Drops back. He throws a long ball. Four-door set at the five. Incomplete. Contact by Fuller. No flag on the play. Kendall Fuller had been called for a pass interference I'm trying earlier not, deep. I'm trying not Kansas to lose City my territory you know right now. It's a great job by Brady. Edelman cuts the hell out of the defender. Chops it down. And Brady just puts it up. Oh, and you get mugged. It's clear pass This crew stinks. The, the NFL Patriots should fire this crew. Yo, soy fiesta. Gone crazy, dog. Like I'm Brady, dog. For the city, for the squad. Gone crazy, dog. Just like Brady, dog. Like I'm Brady, dog. I'm the GOAT. Rock a show to the Brady song. Who gon' get it done? Who gon' get it done? Welcome to the 21st edition of Yo Soy Fiesta. Um, we're starting here with uh, Kansas City Talk. And before we even get anything started, I've got to recap. All right, so because the main storyline coming out of this game is nothing but the the officiating by Jerome Boger's crew, um, I would like to take this next minute or two to go through and fully describe what happened. So first, first issue that we have first play that we can point to is the ball spotted well beyond the marker. Got to talk about that one. Uh, oh, so on that, on that play, the ball was given like probably a yard and and a half, I would say beyond where it was actually supposed to be spotted, uh, challenge that play along with that play. There was an offensive pass interference on Travis Kelsey probably should have been called one of those two should have been given no actually we lose both challenges or we lose both in that one challenge that's one of our challenges gone a few plays later travis kelsey drops uh gets the ball stripped from his hands well before he goes to the ground patriots have to use their second and final challenge on that play while the refs inadvertent whistle cost them a touchdown on a gilmore return the next drive that we get off the Travis Kelsey touchdown, Nikhil Harry is headed toward the end zone on a very nice gritty run and uh, powerful to the end zone, and he gets in. But no, actually, he stepped out, but he didn't really step out. He was a good like couple inches away from the sideline. After that, we throw it. We throw the ball to Jacoby Myers. He catches it, comes down to the ground, but it turns out he didn't actually catch the ball. He was. Uh, it was a drop, but the but the side judge ruled it as a catch so the offense they got that one right huh exit but he he exits the field or the offense exits the field has to come back on the field as the play clock is cutting is is getting lower just a a a hassle play ended up going for i think negative yardage on the next play that was a low-key bad one had had to kick the field goal uh, on what could have been the game-winning drive after all that madness dorsett is basically wrapped up and held completely on one of the most egregious yeah, yeah. interferences I've that seen. That one's comparable to Hopkins, too. Yeah. Like Hopkins versus the Ravens. It's the exact same no call. Then again, can't challenge it because we're out of challenges. Yeah. So Patriots lose the game after being forced to go for it on fourth down because they were they were down seven because they were not able to challenge the Nikhil Harry play or return the Travis Kelsey touchdown. So they uh, lost a the game they absolutely shouldn't have. But in the end of it, they did not score more than the Chiefs did. Refs or no refs, but that is the the overall tainting story that you have to get out of the way. Because, as I said right after the game, that was the worst officiated game that I've ever seen in my 19 years on this planet. 
Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> that, that was, was pretty bad. Utterly ridiculous. At least they were able to come back in that game and fight their way back in. Refs or no refs, but it, I felt like the Texans game, they didn't really try to come back in that game. You could tell there wasn't a lot of fight in them, but like Tom Brady's fourth down run for the first down, his emotion, and then Belichick's emotion too. It oh, just proved forgotten plays it, because. Yeah, it proved awesome. how much they really wanted to win that game, and they understood how big it was too, right? Because. Yeah, let's take a second. Let's take a step back real quick. Because I don't like how people are saying the refs cost us the game. They cost us tying it. They cost us tying the game. Well, I mean, they could, it, sure, sure. That, it, you never yeah. know. Because yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You never yeah. know. It could go either way at that point. And we, we could, we could very well. We could defense, very well the, def- the defense at that point had shut them out. Yes, in the like second half, points. barring yeah. one field goal, the yeah. defense was playing lights out in the second half, and that I'm assuming that would have continued. Like, yeah, again, throughout. who knows? Who knows, right? But that's, yeah, that's all I mean, I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's like that's also like who to say the ground could collapse at what? Like, the, I I get what you're saying, but it looked like the Patriots were on their way to win. But who's yeah, to because... say our offense would have scored in overtime? Like, refs right. a chance for Kansas City to bitch and moan about the overtime rules for the second consecutive. Pretty season. much, that's all I'm saying. We could have easily won that game, yes, but there was no guarantee. It's not like that was the touchdown to like win the game. We were only down four points. It's a little Patrick different. Patrick Mahomes is a good leader. I'm not excusing the refs at all. I'm not excusing any of it, but still, we can't. Oh. You can't excuse our. We played pretty bad in this game. Just the these, like, if you the teams that we've seen in the last two minutes of the Texans game and the last five minutes of the Chiefs game, put that are, together in one like, game. What, like, those teams are insane. Like, why? I don't know what it is when they get in these moments, but like, it just shows that even when they get down, they're still not dead. You know, just go back and watch the film and see what works and then save that James stuff White for the playoffs. Right? Is what works. Yeah. Perfect passer reading almost. Oh my god, Jacoby Myers, dude. Catch he almost dropped ball. that ball too, almost. I know. Catch the freaking ball. Jesus Christ. Like his hands are about as reliable as I don't know. I get you're an undrafted rookie getting thrown in in there as like a second option almost, but still, dude, if you're open, catch the hey, ball. Even on the more P- reliable even on the PI. Even on the PI one, yes, that's a tough catch, but it hit him right. Like, still should have hit him that right ball. in the hands. He should have caught that. Like, come on. And then that third down play was a killer. It's Absolute time killer. for Belichick to just drill the shit out of them and be like, okay, catch every ball that's thrown your way or do a lap. Because honestly, at this point, it's just frustrating. Like Jacoby Myers is getting open. He is getting open every so often. He's getting like, open, honestly, more than like, anyone else like, besides hey, Edelman. When Dorsett's targeted, he catches the ball, but he doesn't get open. And uh-huh. when Jacoby Myers gets open, he doesn't catch the ball, but he gets open. If you could somehow combine those two players, we might have like Julio a good Jones. receiver, <laughs> or like you know maybe even like Emmanuel Sanders. I, that's I guess a great analogy. We'd have Emmanuel like, Sanders. God damn, it, it's really amazing with the Sanu thing, and like amazing how the both the Patriots and the Niners like went after Sanu first. Like the Niners actually went after Sanu first before going after Sanders. And they've ended up ended up with better results. Like, come Sanu's, on. Sanu's long term. Sanu's less uh, less of a liability as far as injury goes. So that's why they had to pay more for those, him, right? Right. That's yeah. why you have to pay more, higher price. So when you when you take a step back at it and look at it, it, it makes sense why they would want to go 
in that direction. I he, but I yeah. mean, with revisionist history here, Emmanuel Sanders is obviously one of the better receivers in that division, more or less. The NFC is at this point in the season. I, I guess still think they that, overpaid. Our second round pick, I guess, is still a third rounder technically because it's going to be so late in the second. Great, yeah. But still, yeah, I, think, I think they overpaid though. It's it stops Bill from uh, using that to uh, to draft another wasted second round cornerback as he's done consistently. Yeah, so, fair enough. He hasn't done um, consistently. Also, yeah, while we're on the topic of just receivers, uh, everyone's saying that it's like the Pats, blah, blah, blah. Their offense is confusing. But, like, they have a rookie. They have two rookies receivers with the undrafted Myers and Nikhil Harry. And they're starting the undrafted free agent over the first rounder. And Nikhil's not getting any touches whatsoever. And people are like, oh, we can't get adjusted to the system. It's his first year. Blah, blah, blah. There are three teams in the NFL right now that are contending for a Super Bowl that have rookie receivers who are contributing big time. As is, uh, for example, Marquise Brown for Baltimore. Not even contributing. What has he done? It's the two first times game. A game. Yeah, Marquise no, Brown's highlight of the season game. was that first game. He, he, he gets percentage of snaps, but as far as like – uh, like like receptions and targets, he well, doesn't get any. To be fair, the offense is not set up for wide he receivers. Can't, he cannot get any receptions when the quarterback does not throw the ball. Uh, the two other teams are Devo Samuel in San Francisco and after Harry and DK Metcalf in Seattle. Both second rounders. They are both. Yeah, they both were drafted after. Nikhil Harry, and they're both making a bigger contribute uh, contribution this year than Nikhil Harry has. And I know Harry Harry was hurt, but they they just they aren't starting Harry, and they haven't ma- they haven't managed the wide receiver system at all this year. It's and to not- touch to every- touch on that a little bit, um, something came out today too that Nikhil Harry's there at like the earliest in the morning, and he stays there till the latest of any player too. So it's not like it's a See, it's, like it's a, a little, work ethic. It's thing, a little right? different. Yeah, it's a little different because he was on IR. That means he's not practicing either. So he's really behind. Right. Like that is actually a big factor. I know it's like very oh, tough he's hurt. For, yeah. Especially like, a foot injury yeah. for a wide receiver too. Like I blame I blame the team. Cut. Like what Ethan said, they mismanaged the wide receiver. I blame the team for putting him out there in that preseason game when he was already hurt and got him more hurt and it landed him I, on IR and now he's missed all this time behind on the on the playbook. Physically, he's he's not really explosive, really. I mean, he showed a little bit on that one play, but come on, like I don't, I don't really even blame Harry. I just I blame the team. They've mismanaged that horribly, and now we have an undrafted rookie as our number two out there. I never understood why you put your first round pick out there in the preseason. Like, let's go back to Dor- Dorset real quick. You guys, that, remember I got him shoved down my throat. He's been invisible for the last five freaking weeks. Where did he go? Actually, I'll answer that for you. We play. We started playing Thank teams you. that play man coverage, and now he's been invisible. Invisible. Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. No, that's that's okay because you're, you're. Everyone's been invisible on the offense as far as Edelman goes. Uh, shout out him on the thousand yard receiver this year, uh, putting together numbers for his Hall of Fame resume. So, congrats to him on what I think this is his third or fourth one thousand yard season. So that's Bro, that's a know, silver lining. 
as far as him. Edelman's a Hall of Famer. It's not a question. He's the best postseason wide receiver in history. It is, it is a question. I'm it's sorry. a question, but well, it's he doesn't have the stats. That's the only thing. Well, he has the postseason stats. And he has the postseason stats. Yeah. He's clutch as anyone in the league. Stats, people are going to argue that postseason stats are more important than regular season stats. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, um, like, it, you're not going to get in the Hall of Fame these days without some, like, stat patent. The best argument is that if Lynn Swan can be a Hall of Famer, then so can Edelman. Another receiver that, that – uh, look him up if you don't know who he is. His stats, his stats in the regular season are, like, 500-yard 500 500-yard ga- seasons. and then 500-yard games. Yeah, sorry. 500-yard uh, seasons. Yeah. <laughs> season, he's an animal, and he won multiple Super Bowls and MVP in the Super Bowl. So it's a, it's a pretty fair, fair example. Uh, the tight ends, though. I think this is the most we've used the receiving tight end. We didn't use it in the second half, oh, man. but at least in the first half. But like that is that has got to be the like. Lacoste is so bad. I can't even. With him, he's man. not that bad. I really don't think he's that bad. I don't know. That, I mean that pick. That pick wasn't his fault. That was Brady. That was all Brady. No, I I don't know. It's just that something about him Brady. that I I just don't see much in him about it. But he's nothing special. That's for sure. You're going but... from Gronkowski to like a. To Matt a guy Lacoste? that should yeah, probably be like a third tight end, but reason it's hard to compare. Right? He's nothing special. I think Watson's no. definitely better, but I don't think he's a horrible tight end. The reason I bring up tight ends is because of uh, uh, the other oh, side of the ball, yeah. and I just think it's yeah. funny how Travis Kelsey is going to play his entire NFL career and never be the best tight end in the league. He's a glorified receiver. He's a big receiver. That's all he really He should is. literally be a wide receiver. He shouldn't even be a tight end. He he gets absolutely bottled bodied by any linebacker that he comes out of him. Shit. He cannot block. He's like Ertz. Hates contact. Yeah. Wait, yeah, he J- hates contact. Jacob on Sony Michelle. Did you see his latest post? He goes, World full of people who just want to open their mouths. That's, what, that's what he got I, I kinda I kinda can't look at it because I'm kinda blocked by him. <laughs> I know, but I just didn't know if it came after or before he blocked you. It's- no, that must have been after because I haven't seen shit. <laughs> That's funny. He's, talk- he's talking about you. Good. I hope I'm living rent-free in his head because he sucks right now. He sucked in this game. Yeah. Like he would he was running so scared. Like just watch him. Like, look at the Felger Masting I sent you guys. They they did it perfectly. All those runs. Like the line obviously isn't helping him. The, the line obviously sucks. There's no lanes. I get that. But the least this guy can do can run hard and actually have like some decent vision. Did you yeah, see that? Put your play? shoulder down. Did you see that play where he ran to the outside, had tons of room, even it had Sanu in front of him blocking, but then he he cuts inside right into a defender and falls backwards. That's what like, made him so that's good. That's your first round year. pick? That's your first round pick? Come on. We expect a lot more from you, dude. That's why they like, benched his ass and went to Burkhead. Last year, he'd always cut that ball outside and run like 20 yards down the sideline, but he just You're can't do it. You're supposed to have right some now. explosiveness here. Try using it, or you just don't have it because your knee ain't holding up. Like, I don't know. That knee, that knee surgery probably fucked him up a little bit because he hasn't been the same at all. Hey, okay. So that's, so that's yeah, okay. I covered my two takes. Um, Matt, you brought up very strong right now. What's that? You have on Jonathan Jones. You brought him up when we were talking. Yeah, Yeah, so I don't know. There's a lot of people saying that he's not good. But, excuse me, he kept getting turned around on those balls, which you probably shouldn't get turned around on. But the one ball to Will Fuller, was it Will Fuller or Kenny Stills last game that he caught it? I think it was 
stills, which wasn't even a bad – like, he was still pretty contested. And even knocking the ball away from the first touchdown that Fuller had, not a touchdown anyway. But he knocked that ball free, which is incredible. He's one of the most, like, best track down from behind kind of guys you can have. And people yeah, he saying – he reminds me of Malcolm Butler a lot. Yeah, you're probably faster. Right. He's a little faster. Who was uh who was Malcolm Butler? Shut up. Uh right. uh uh he was a re- like he his big game was uh the Super Bowl fifty three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fifty two. Oh, Dude, he's, oh, was that Minnesota? the one where he was, cry- he was crying on the sideline? Yeah. 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 Um anyway. Yeah. The John, thing with John, Jonathan Jones. Jones is like People are just like, okay, you got to bench this guy, right? You got to sit him on the bench until he gets better. Like, what are you going to do? He's one of the best slot corners in the NFL, if not the best in the league. This season, he's been, like, the best. Like, and then who are you going to start over him? Jason McCourty, right? You can't put anyone else better in the slot right now. JC Jackson's good. Jason McCourty's good. But, I mean, You don't have a bad defensive back, really. It's not not like he got... It's not like he got burnt. He just got turned around on some plays. I'm not. Right? I'm not a J Mac fan. I like J C Jackson though. Like I've I'm always liked Jonathan Jones ever since he was at Auburn. The guy's just like a burner. I don't know. He's People fast, are just I mean, too hard on him. Like I mean, yeah. It's, when really you give up... easy, it's really easy to be hard on corners because they. You, it's, when you it's either you make a play pass, or don't make a play. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's hard when when you don't see Jonathan Jones for two games, people just don't realize that that means that he's doing a very good job and, f- and that he's completely shutting down someone. And the only time that you see corners is when they get a ball over them or they get an interception. And just because you're getting interceptions doesn't mean you're the best corner. Getting the ball not thrown your way means what is is what you do is the best. I feel like people don't see it enough when corners are good, right? Yeah, I feel because it's not televised when they're shutting down some guy. Like, uh, because the way that you, the way that you be really good as a defensive lineman is sacks, pressures, very easy to see. The way you, uh, the way you can do well as a linebacker, same thing, interceptions, sacks. But when tackles, when yeah. you're tackles, when you're a corner, it doesn't really get the like get shown. And even so. the thing about the blitzes too, like Jonathan Jones is a really good corner blitzer. Like if you've watched him, he can get at the quarterback pretty quickly. I think this. And that's probably because of his speed. Uh, the defense's ability to turn the ball over is is something insane, and I know like it's like the oh they played like Luke Falk and whatever. Though no matter who they're playing, the defense can like honestly basically flip a switch and just be like, we need a turnover right now, and just get it. Like it, I I've never been able to see a defense where you can rely on them to turn the ball over at least once, twice a game. Now I know last week against the Texans, I think that was their first game. Without a, without a turnover all season. They didn't but, even look bad last game either. It's not like they got they 23 points. 23 like, points. Three in the second and everyone's half. like, oh, this defense isn't good anymore. Like, bro, shut up, man. Like, like 20- they're facing. Everybody got really to, yeah. the first couple weeks thinking that, like, they would get at least a defensive touchdown a game. And now when they have a really good performance against the Chiefs, it's like. How many weird. yards did they hold Tyreek Hill to? I don't know. Like, I'll look at I'll it right now. They held about 62 Kill, yards. Yeah, Tyreek Hill didn't really do much in this game. I don't remember 62 seeing 62 yards on six catches. Six so catches, that's 10.3 10. yards per catch. That's more than I thought there was. I don't, 66 I don't yards it. for Kelsey as well. So, like, 
They did, I mean, Watkins got uh, what thirteen yards on two receptions when, oh. when covered by Gilmore. And the guy, like the yeah. guy that burnt Jones, was McCole Hardman. Like you know how fast that guy yeah, is. Man? That dude is stupid fast. Like, like um, uh, speaking of Watkins, I I actually I think I was from Evan Lazer's uh, analysis things on Twitter. He found a a clip near the goal line of. Dante Hightower completely destroying Watkins coming over the middle. I saw like, that, yeah. That's why, that's why they love these big linebackers because that's what they do. They can knock people over. Oh, this is – okay, this is a draft thing, but I, what I really want them to see is get that, like, pass coverage linebacker. Like that nice, sub linebacker. We, yeah, we don't have a so pass – really a pass coverage. Like the edge linebacker this season. Like, our, our pressures are coming from the linebacker. Yeah. Exactly. Which, is a, which is which is kind of like not a great thing, especially if you play a team like Baltimore. Always rely on it. Yeah, if you play a team like Baltimore where they have a great old line, it doesn't really help you much. So it's like and yeah, you, and the quarterbacks can be just running all over. I I hate Lamar so much. Just I, I yeah. yeah, I hate watching him. I hate I hate watching a QB like dance around. It's so everybody. frustrating to watch, dude. Yeah, like, like yeah, if you've exactly. ever played Madden with a twelve-year-old, yep. that's literally what it is. Like, that's literally oh, what it is. Look and at it's... me! Look at me! You can't catch. Do me. four four verticals and just like rush the sixty. <laughs> that's what they drafted Marquise Brown. It's you. Yeah, yeah. You, you, run, you run five <laughs> receivers. You run five receivers out, and everyone's everyone's all hyped because you got Ingram split out left, and then they're like, oh, let's mix in Robert Griffin the third. Uh, <laughs> and and then they're like, okay, uh, Lamar, t- take over time. And then if you're playing either Cincinnati or Miami, he'll throw it every time, and then his uh, QBR will look really good. But if you play any actual good defense, they'll just like, oh, QB drop. Oh, another QB drop. Or he gets oh. inside the five-yard line because his defense gets a turnover and he throws a touchdown, and that's why it's a league of touchdowns. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a great QBR rating right there, too. It's like, come on. Yep. Anyway. I, mean, I could I could have a pretty good QBR if I threw 17 passes a game. Like, yeah. We, we could real. do a whole episode on why we hate Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. But that, that offense like, is like, it's like the – Yeah, that, that, that offense is like the perfect storm, too. It's like good offensive line, fast receivers, mobile QB – and a pound the rock that running back. Offensive line push, dude. It's unbelievable. Dude, it's stupid good. It, it's stupid good. So, they, they clear like five yard yards rushing. for them. They can. Stoney, yeah, you know they how many could... yards Tony would run for behind that line? Oh yeah. Dude, Probably Rex like, Burkhead could yeah, be an eight hundred yard rusher behind that. Like, dude, like they give him the, the line gives the runner like five free yards. It's ridiculous. Like Lamar's just kind of hiding behind it, and he already has five yards. It's like, what's the point? And that's and that's where I go back to the Patriots for a second because our pressure comes from the linebackers. That's that's the makeup for how lack of talent we have on the defensive line. So when the when the uh, linebackers have to cover like a back or a tight end, and it's up to the to the the defensive line to do something, we're kind of screwed because that the Ravens O line gets such a huge push. So that's just yeah. Um, do we want to move on? Speaking of that division, to Cincinnati. We're oh, on yeah. Cincinnati. Three up, three up. Ah, three down. we're on to Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. you want to do three up, three down, real quick. All, All right, right we're doing a new segment where me and Matt are going to do three up and three down. Matt would do the three up, and I would do the three down from the game. It's kind of like studs and does, like three good players from the game, three bad players from the game. So Matt, you can go first. You, uh, you guys could expand it too beyond players. Like it could be like coaching, yeah. decision yeah. making, yeah, yeah. Refer- yeah. referees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
We all know the so, refs are obvious. So. Three sidelines. I mean, I'm, I'm more of a positive guy, so I like to look at the positives, I guess. I'm viewed as a um, hater because all, all, the, all the Pages players block me. I mean, obvious ones for your three up, three down, or three ups at least would be like Stephon Gilmore. Even though he's on like a Sammy Watkins, who's not really like a top wide receiver. I mean, still holding him to what? Was it like one catch or something like that? Um, I gotta look that right up. Now. I don't remember how much he, he had. Uh, six targets, two receptions, thirteen yards, and a pass. Yes, yeah, so two two receptions on six targets, one pass breakup, forty two point three pass rating. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, right. Forty four routes run. I mean, the guy's a stud. Should be defensive player here, but that's a conversation for later. Um. I mean, another stat, I guess you could say, would be like, uh, let's see, maybe J.C. Jackson again. Just go back to the cornerbacks. He didn't do too bad either. The one pick off of Mahomes uh, there. If I was. And who was he guarding for that game? Was it? I don't know. I don't know who he was on for that J. C. game. J.C. Jackson let up two catches on three targets for 19 yards. yards, one interception. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean – like you could say the cornerbacks are always going to be like the best part of this defense, but he was one of the best players on the field. I fell on Sunday. And I mean, the stats probably won't show it, but James Ference, I mean, he's been sitting back there for so many years on the bench and then, you know, Karaz and Andrews go down and he's just like, has to go in the game against one of the best D tackles and Chris Jones. And he actually handled it pretty well. I thought, I mean, you're not going to stop Chris Jones. You're going to have to, like, simmer him down a little bit. And I felt he did a pretty good job of it. Uh, I, I didn't think James Ferentz did that well in that game. But... <laughs> and here come the duds. Yeah, okay. So now yeah, here's, here's here's three up. Here's it's three hard to down. find positives and negatives. <laughs> yeah, there's, a lot, there's, not, there's not a whole lot of positives in this game. I mean, Julian, you could have said Julian Edelman, too, but he's been good all season. Yeah, Edelman and Hightower had a pretty good game. Had, like, five yeah. All, all the linebackers had a good game. KVN had very important and good pressures as, as well as... as and Joe well. Tony had, like, a good sheet, I think. I don't know. But, uh... I don't think right, he's so, a linebacker, but, um... Yeah, carry I'm on. kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right, three down. Um, my number one down is Isaiah Wynn. He hasn't been very Ouch. impressive. Another first-round pick. Yeah, he hasn't been very good. He let up a sack, four pressures, three hurries, and had a holding penalty. He was not, he's been kind of a disappointment. He's a good run blocker, but very good run blocker. Pass blocking, he's not, he hasn't been great. Uh, my second down would be Sony Michelle. I've already pretty much explained it. Let me guess, is your next one Ben Watson? You're just going to complete the trifecta of Georgia players on the team? Oh, yeah, (laughs) just for you, Grant, just for you. No, he's oh, gonna yeah. say Shaq Mason. Yeah, oh, him too. That, no, yeah, he, tech. yeah, he would be my like, <laughs> he'd be my fourth <laughs> down. But uh, okay, so yeah, Sony Michelle, I already explained that. Uh, three, my third down would be Jacoby Myers because his drops killed us Ouch. in this game. Yeah, if you got ball in the end zone us. too, there's another what if for you. Yeah, and my honorable mention would be Dorsett because he couldn't get open. But even like the coach. Okay. Okay. I didn't... Okay. To cut to to go against that Dorset take, when he is open, the defender comes up and bear hugs him in the middle of the air. Or right just concusses on one of them. he is. Yeah. Where was he the rest of the game? Being bear hugged. You just didn't see it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, they I got start you there. Teaming Dorset instead of Edelman. Well, we know why. Hmm. 
Or yeah. you just triple team at them and, you know, no one's Yeah, let me say this real quick. I, I didn't think the coaching was right, was great in this game. Like, it, from from Josh McDaniels Josh to Josh McDaniels Belichick. is overrated. And, and I, don't th- I don't think Belichick so had a great cringe. game either. So like, like, um, is Belichick actually coaching the defense? Like, do we know? Him. Pretty much. I don't for think sure. I think for I don't sure, think it's Belichick. Well, he, no, he's in charge. He, you know he's paying full attention to that defense. He's not paying I mean, any attention to the plays. Do you think if it was Belichick, they would have? No, moved? I don't think he calls the plays, but I think it's he like Steve calls the plays. Steve calls the plays. I think, I, it's, I think it's Mayo. Is it Mayo? I don't know, bro. Whatever. I got. I have two things to say um, before we move on to Kansas or uh, Cincinnati talk. Uh, one, did Edelman like drop a pass? I don't think so. Did he? No noticeable big drop. So, so okay. I don't know if you I'll, can throw Randy back. I'll make, I'll make sure to to maintain that. Um, and second of all. You can't all like everyone's trying to blame the refs. The offense was visibly lacking for the majority of the first half, especially and at into home. the second half. And um, you could say, "Oh, they got the touchdown. They started off. They only got that touchdown on a trick play after they got bailed out by two pass interference calls on third and long, which they got to at a rapid pace. They get the third down quicker than like." Any team I can remember seeing. Yeah, because they, they get, try to okay. run it. It's run the ball. with the Patriots. Run the ball. And then and then they they huck it up, and it's a pass. Obviously a pass interference, but but like you can't just get bailed up by pass interference drive after drive after drive after drive after drive. And um, Josh could. McDaniels. I've been saying this for a while. Josh McDaniels is only good for trick plays. Yeah, sure. I want to. I want to move on. You got. You got to admit though that James White one was pretty sexy. Can I? Yeah. But, well, no. Yeah. Okay. Actually, that was my second point. I was rewatching that highlight. If Jacoby Myers was supposed to block the defender and then right at like the last second break off of him, catch the ball, he was supposed to be open. However, he wasn't open because he wasn't getting off the block. Late enough, White was about to throw and he was still blocking him. The only reason why he turned around is because the defender fell. I flipped him. Like, so that I was almost know, a broken I don't even play. Know if he, like, I don't even know if he flattened oh. him. He just the defender just like tripped on his face and he was wide open. On oh, another one, uh, what was Jacoby Myers? What's what's the test? The um the one that Wonderluck, right? It's a, Wonderlick, Wonderlick, Wonderlick. Yeah. What was what do you think his score would be? What? That's such a re- that's like a that's an Ethan question, right? No, there. it's not that's- because we're talking about how we're talking about how like Jacoby Myers is like not running upfield and like you know how they always talk about like some players are just dumb. Jacoby Myers is just dumb. <laughs> My just went to NC State. All right, but, uh, hold on. Is before he just we, before we switch on, I have one more point. I don't think the coach was great in this game. Like I thought the the. the Decision to go for it on fourth down when you had a forty-yard field goal attempt that you should have kicked the field goal there. I don't care if like I know it got blocked the previous time and you don't really trust this kicker, but you gotta kick the field goal there. Two going for two after the Bolden touchdown, I thought was stupid as well. Oh, that made perfect sense. Like I no, I hated it. I hated it because I mean at now that I, point we sh- we should have just taken any points that we could have. Yeah, like like anytime someone goes for fourth down or goes for two anymore. The announcers just have one word they say to make it sound like it's a good decision. They just go, "Well, this coach has analytics. They, they they've been reading the analytics." Yeah, like like, like you you add you add the field goal and you add the extra point is a little bit closer. I think those are both like pretty stupid calls. 
That's just my. I don't think the coaching was great in this game, and McDaniel's is something else. Like Ethan, I think Jacoby knew that he was going to throw that ball because he was looking at White the whole time. Well, I mean, he obviously knew. He, he knew. Play, the ball. How can how can Jacoby catch it from the from the running back and not the quarterback? Like, come on. Hey, the the people on the Ravens do it the entire year. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Jesus oh. I have peaked. That was good. That was really good. All right. At, all right. at that point, let's move on to Cincinnati yeah. here. Uh, I can think we can all agree that there's nothing worth talking about as far as like, winning your end. Matchups and games. Uh, yeah, we need to do exactly what Gilmore said and take all your anger out on them and do what they did last year in the last three games playing. Um, well, the Bills are very good this year. And I We're think fine. Identity in the last three Five games. Your identity in the last three games after two, after back-to-back losses in December. And then, yeah. and then we need to, we need that bye week. We need a bye we week need that bye week. Yeah. Figure oh, yeah. ourselves out. Um. Also, definitely they need to cheat more. Um, I'm really glad they had cameras in the box because there was no way we were beating Cincinnati without it, especially from a crew that isn't involved with the team. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. Um, eight whole minutes. Eight minutes. I mean, I'm sure you've got the whole playbook with eight minutes. One hundred percent. It's not like you change your playbook. I don't know if the Bengals have like that many plays, so they're (laughs) they're like they're they're, okay. We'll run these five plays, and then we're gonna flip the side of the field, so that everyone on the right side will be on the left side now. And the Bengals Bengals players are like, "Ooh, fancy!" When in Madden, when you're like, oh, it's giving me the green box on the right side of the offensive line, so I'm gonna flip my running back to this direction. <laughs> See, like, you can't tell me like they were actually like looking for like hand signals and stuff from a one. It's, it's the most. This is. It's like, I. It's so like a broken record and so annoying because it's literally like how many times you just have to be like, this is fake. This is ridiculous. This wouldn't matter if it wasn't New England. This would like. It's every single. Um, it's clickbait. It's clickbait. It. That's all it's it is. Uh, Ethan, uh, to give you credit for this, I believe it was you that was said to one of us earlier in the week. You were like, this is literally just ESPN and networks covering their tracks. So instead of talking about bad officiating and slandering the league, they can just just pivot and make this somehow an issue of everything else, you know, make it just switch switch on the team instead of having to talk about the actual issue that, uh, that Jerome Booger is responsible for the last two home <laughs> Patriots off like nine, 10 consecutive questionable calls. Then we get the Orlando Scandrick little. Yeah. I mean, that's not today. even like bad. That's like good. If, if someone was like, if there were 31 NFL teams that have experienced that and they're like, Oh, we all noticed that they're doing this. Why don't, why don't they leave like a fake game plan? Like, have they ever not, have they just no, not it wasn't the walkthrough? It was the Eagles. The Eagles did the fake walkthrough at the uh, for the Super Bowl, and then the Patriots lost the Super Bowl because the defense allowed forty two, and they were like, "Your cheating didn't work this time." <laughs> and then what was the um um? There was a college game, right, where they like made sure they have someone left like the fake game plan on the field, and they like read it, and they just completely oh yeah them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, I know exactly. Like, the, the dude picked up the uh, the sheet. Yeah, and like gave it in. They're like, "Oh, they'll be running these plays," and they just hit them with everything that wasn't that play. It's so annoying. Wait, I just when this happens, it's like it just kind of opens the floodgates for every minor inconvenience that any team has experienced with the franchise of the New England Patriots to come like flowing through. Where it's like, well, you know, I heard that they were uh, 
going through the uh, the hotel rooms and making sure they're checking under the beds that there was like I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. There was like it was someone tweeted that was like just reported on the herd from Colin. Yeah, County. I got I got the yeah, 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 that's they, kinda, they basically yeah. the room service for the hotels and they're like what in the hell is going like on? The, was this... they'd be like oh yeah we're sitting in the hotel and some mysterious cleaning lady comes in and she's inspecting the showers looking it's for, just robert looking Kraft, through our stuff like what like the, 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 no just stop making it up you're just you can't be uh, barring the three teams that have already won their super bowl this year which is the, Texans, <laughs> the ravens and the chiefs and I I think we need to bring up Mahomes' girlfriend for a bit, and um, oh, but just yeah. so no, I, I have it for later. But like, later. dude, just just win. Don't just make these random excuses. Like, be have a better game plan. Don't oh, let weird. them figure out your game plan. There's one good tweet that I'm reading in her hotel, and it goes, "Remember that time, my Tom." believe this crap bought a lock for his locker room, and the Patriots proceeded to pound the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. Including hitting a wide open Chris Hogan for a touchdown. If teams yeah. worked as hard on their game plan as they do excuses, they might win more. So there you go. I love when Mike Tomlin and the fire alarm got pulled at like 2 a.m. in their hotel and they were like, This has got to be the work of, of Bill Belichick. There's no other explanation for the fire alarm going off. Like, <laughs> oh, the did, I just, it bothers my mind that, pe- that you think like this organization is like putting people on the payroll to go through hotels pull the alarm, go uh, bug locker rooms, do all this stuff. It's unbelievable. I just can't believe that like people actually think that in the wide world of sports that anyone's wasting their time doing that. And if they were going to cheat, they would do what the Astros did and put a camera in the outfield. If the Patriots went into someone's locker room, would they not have it on camera? There's so, hey, look, d- like, don't try to bring facts into this. That's not how this works. Uh, I'm just saying, like they doesn't fit ESPN's narrative. Also, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna drag ESPN here for a quick second because no one was talking about this until ESPN just kept pushing it. They've got they, I I think Adam Schefter is being held for ransom or, or being held hostage, or they've got like same with Katie Nolan ransom because well, hey, Katie Nolan, they, I'm sure she's wanting to go on always late and be like, listen, this is fake, but they won't let her, and they've got, like, I don't know, they've got a bounty on her head or something. But uh, Adam Schefter definitely is, like, a puppet now because that Monday night game where he was like, well, I believe that Brady's going to, like, the Chargers or whatever, or is he leaving, whatever he said, uh, just to stir that up and get headlines because ESPN loves ESPN. When, when an ESPN report comes out, they make sure that every single one of their shows references that ESPN report. So the halftime show last night of Giants-Eagles oh my God, all dude. about the Bengals. It was, and the way they were phrasing it and forming it was like, well, the Patriots have apologized. It's like, what? no, that's not what's happening. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a sad indictment. I'm not thinking much of, of this. I'm really not. Until this, I refuse unless, to post about it unless we get fined. I um, I put something on my story today. I refuse to accept that it's like a real thing until they release footage of it, or or else I'm just saying, okay, it's just a smear campaign. Can't Shout wait to do your job Shout comes out. out and like eight minutes of the the show is just the Cincinnati sideline. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. That'd be funny. Or they just like call people out, and um, they're like, "Yep, while we were filming this, we were um." Just filming this, and people thought the Bengals were the Bengals Browns game was so bad they just started focusing on us. 
because we're in their heads and we don't even play them. Until next I mean, the team, season. the team has already admitted to doing this. They just didn't. They're gonna get a fine. They, 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 didn't, like, they didn't tell well, the NFL or the bank. They said the team wasn't part of it. it it's a whole separate organization. Well, it's, it's an outside. It's, it's the media outlet of, of the, the Patriots. They're involved with the team because they're doing work for the team. Either way, they still got to tell the Bengals and the NFL that they're doing. Here's the other thing, though, too, is that did they not tell the Browns about it? So couldn't the Browns yeah, be brought into this? Because the Browns would know what would have happened, right? Because it was they shot in the press box. Yeah, I don't you just, know. You just know that every other team in the league is doing this exact same thing for their social media page and for their little movies or films or whatever they're doing. And well, the TV shoots matter. part of the sideline. Like, I get that it's not as close up as probably what they shot, but the it's TV still, still shows the sideline. It's still illegal to uh, record hand signals or whatever the hell, whatever they're doing there. So I get why. Well, anytime the TV, I don't know. I, I don't want to. Teams don't even use hand signals anymore. It all goes through a helmet. Like, what catching. the hell? Like, come like on. this like, isn't baseball anymore. This isn't baseball. No, you're not, not trying the to steal second base. Right. Yeah. We're not the Astros, so. It's funny, though, if you look at all, like, the scandals, who, who's, who's the ones that get involved with it? The 2017 world champion Astros, the, the world champion Patriots. Mm. Why, why are the teams that aren't getting the uh, – I also have, like – this might be a conversation for another day, but I always notice whenever a natural disaster or something bad happens in a city, that team happens to win the championship that year. The team route, the city, and the team rallies around like the disaster. 20, like Vegas, Vegas going to Vegas, the- Vegas going to the Cup. Twenty thirteen Red Sox, twenty seventeen Astros, the Saints, like in their first season back. The uh, the Yankees in 01. one. Um, Nineteen ninety two Blue Jays. Uh, the Patriots in 01, I think is better. Mm. Well, I mean, you could also the Yankees ended up going in oh one two when it happened in New York. We're referring to 9-11. No, but I'm saying is that's like when the, the Patriots, that's when we are all Patriots started. And I always associate. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Patriots the Yankees winning. also did that too. Yeah, okay. Well, it's the Yankees, so who cares? Yeah, no one. Yeah, fuck the Yankees. Okay. Me, right. us, th- us four can, uh, can uh, come together with our hatred of the Yankees. We agree the only people in Gillette that were booing the Yankees, or the booing the Patriots are Yankees fans from Connecticut. Ethan, did you boo the Patriots on Sunday? I boo- okay. I booed them at halftime, and the only way, like when they were going back in the tunnel, and that was because they didn't put any effort into that last drive when they had. Oh, absolutely, you're absolutely correct. You're when absolutely they had a correct. minute. That's the only and, reason. Like, they had a minute, and that was the only reason people were booing. They weren't. They were playing like crap. Left. Come they on. Were, but I mean, like they they had played like crap before in the first half, and. They didn't put a drive together, and I think everyone was just fed up. They had like a minute yeah, and two timeouts, this, and they're at like the thirty yard line, and they're this just has been going on for weeks. Yeah, like so, I don't, I don't hate. See, people, are, some people are so sensitive to them being booed. Like it's like you're allowed to do it, and it's not a bad thing. The team should hear it if they're not playing great. Like it's not when a bad thing. I don't care if they won six Super Bowls. It doesn't yeah. like it doesn't mean they don't they have to hear it when they're not doing good. It's not it's how it works. Great. You have the best coach in NFL history, the best quarterback in NFL history. You should be able to. Oh at my least God! You booed him. Oh my God! How field. could yeah, you? I know. How could like, you? Okay. They have six Super Bowls. How could you? Maybe you can't how about boo you play a six-time champion? 
Yeah, yeah you can't you can't boo it. They're, they're six time champions. They're, they're, they don't deserve any kind of booing. It's even though they they played like crap in the first half, and they've been playing like crap for weeks now. So I mean, we're, I mean, when we start booing right the to be frustrated. And plus, at the end of the game, we weren't even booing the team. So I mean, it's like let's start with winners and losers. Yeah, let's do that. All right, because I've got a great. Well, I've got a winner to start with. Um, I can't remember the stat exactly, but my winner is my winner is Devlin Duck Hodges, and um, oh, he's the first. Un, I think it's the first rookie quarterback or first undrafted rookie quarterback to start three and zero in like an insane amount of time. He hasn't lost a game in the NFL yet, and he's three and zero, and he's leading that team to the uh, the postseason. So short and sweet, simple. Duck, awesome, awesome winner. Uh, finally, get to root for a Pittsburgh quarterback. My loser is uh, the Patrick Mahomes family bloodline, whatever you want to call that. <laughs> because oh my God. <laughs> uh, I know, like we're not you, we usually try to stay away from the Patriots games, but it, 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 these this might be the losers of the year. Uh, one being Patrick Mahomes' brother. No one knows his name. He's just Patrick Mahomes' brother. And then two, no one knows this girl's name. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend are the most cringy, weird, terrible, awful. Never watched a football game. Just uh, uh, they are literally. When you go to just... a, when you go to a game, and there's always that one fan that you're like, this this person doesn't watch football or like really understand it. They're pink. They just want to pink hats, about yeah. it. but they are related to the quarterback. Yeah, he wears a sure. jersey saying "Big Bro." And, and she wears the jersey she, that says QB's, like, like I'm the quarterback's like, quarterback. Oh, go Patrick. And then you're in Boston. <laughs> These drunk guys were going to be like, oh, yeah. Go it wasn't even that. She was singing, no, 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 hey, yeah, goodbye. Yeah. But, but then she's like, you guys are being mean to me. Like, you're standing what in front expect? of people. What do you expect? Like, the people honestly. are going to yell at you for standing in front of them. That's what happens. Like, wait, another yeah. cherry picking that headline. It was like it came out. It was like. Uh, Patrick oh, Mahomes' girlfriend has to be forced to uh, safe location. Like she's the fucking president. If the like a war, was yeah, like like they people are a like bunker. Like, oh. It was like has <laughs> to be moved to a safe location after unruly Patriots fans. She's in the upper bowl sur- screaming, "Not an I hey goodbye." Like what? The her brother is making these like cringy weird TikToks that with no shirt you, on, dude. Yeah. For some reason, it's like. You, you think you could almost get through the TikTok and then his shirt comes off every single time. It's like, I don't, I don't understand it. That dude is so weird. He, he, he's my, got, mo- my mom just came into my room and uh, told me I was being too loud. And then just said, are you talking about Brittany? And I'm like, yes. And then she uh, walked away. What's with these bitches named Brittany? Like first, Brittany Taylor. Like if you're named Brittany, you're automatically a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> Yeah, that's my worst. <laughs> that family. He's only got followers oh. on TikTok because his brother is Patrick Mahomes. Like, oh yeah, and people, yeah of course he and, does. I don't know who the hell he is. Girl, she's probably going up to him, following on TikTok, being like, "Oh, yeah. it, it, like, dude, is so." Uh, when I saw that TikTok that he made on the side, they were acting like they own the place. They were on the sideline of the of of Gillette making TikToks of some weird song. Oh, it, it look, I I know I'm I'm certainly not like older but i i think he's younger than me and i think that it's surpassed me because i don't understand what the like what the craze is about him i don't get tiktok it's whack it's a shitty version of vine it's a it's shitty whack. version of vine even vine it's was kind of girl crazy, it's, a, it's a white girl's vine what's called that i, I have the app, I it's like everyone is just like cringe and weird and dumb 
except for the one where the guy looks like Grant and he just continues <laughs> to sense it into a big shot. If you like if you get like the follow like the right hashtags and the right accounts on TikTok, you can find some like dark humor that's pretty good. TikTok. Go, y'all have your winners and losers ready. I do. I do. Go ahead, Matt. Round off. So, I mean, winner, I'm going to go with former Patriots defensive coordinator, Brian Flores. Even though he lost, I mean, this guy is turned around this this season where they were supposed to be winless, and he's ignited a fire underneath them that you wouldn't expect them to have for a team that's like 69 overall in Madden. Um <laughs> But the way he ended that game and the passion he showed for a team that's 3-10, and 10, like, if you guys don't know, there was a late pass interference call that gave the Jets the win pretty much by one point. Dolphins were up 21-19. There was a, a call that wasn't made for pass interference, and then they reviewed it, I believe, and overturned it to pass interference, giving the Jets the game-winning field goal. And Flores just came out and absolutely was livid with the um, with the referees, and he got right up in his face, and he just, you know, he started talking about how it was a horseshit call. And I mean, you got a coach that's like all fiery like that for a three and ten football team that's not going to make the playoffs, and probably won't even get a top five pick, maybe if they keep winning. But <laughs> he's still been a crazy coach for them this season, and I think he's got a bright future there in Miami. So, yeah, actually, it's not really just a one week thing. I guess it's kind of more of like a season thing, but. For this week, I thought yeah. he really showed it. Once his once his team's rebuilt, I feel like he might be a decent coach. Yeah, like if he gets like a solid, honestly, like a solid defense or something underneath him, he'll be able to really prove that he can coach mm. better than Daniels. Yeah, um, loser. Uh, let's see here. Probably Dallas. Dallas is yeah. just. I mean, you're probably gonna make the playoffs at what, like six and ten. Like, come on. And then you're going to be at home because you won the division. Yeah, like, all right. And <laughs> your team's – Like, you just lost to Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears. And then, like, you lost to the Bills at home. And then you got the Rams, Eagles, Redskins. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost to the Redskins. To be honest. But you got, like, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, which should be, like, borderline right now. They should be, like, 9-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Especially with Jason Garrett, I'm not saying he's he's a good coach, but he's a decent enough coach that he should be able to put that to use. Yeah, and especially their defense, like you got you got Byron Jones, Leighton Vander Esch, and then Jalen Smith. Jason Garrett needs to get out of there. He needs to be yeah. fired. Yeah, for sure. And then Demarcus Lawrence too. Like you got three players in the secondary, defensive line, middle linebackers that are all probably top ten at their position, maybe. You can fight me on that one, but I feel like they're just losers. Like, I don't know. Anyway. All right, I'll go next. Um, <laughs> okay, actually, I just lost my winner. Oh yeah, my winner will be is the Broncos because it seems like they found their quarterback, Drew Locke. He's been playing pretty good for the past week or two, or week, yeah. Oh yeah. So not too bad, not too bad. My loser, Eating the Texans, the super fresh yeah. off the Super Bowl win. Exactly, and even and uh, I had a other loser, but I forgot what it is. But I have a but my oh yeah, it was it's Eli Manning. 
<laughs> oh, no. he's, he's now under 500 for his career. By one Ouch. Game. By one game. All because his team couldn't come back or hold he off. He could have come back. Because of a major yeah, choke job. Yeah, choke job was what I was looking for. Hi, Grant. You're back, apparently. Hey. Yeah, oh. I'm walking. <laughs> Are you also recording? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're still doing winners and losers. Oh, okay. Word. I'm going to my I'm, – I'm back then for the time being. I'm going to my car. Okay, everybody, uh, Grant's going to his car. Sorry, you'd like to know. He's, to get back he's, in he's currently Y'all... running with the microphone. <laughs> okay, do you want, sh- should I go now? Yes, go ahead. Um, so I zoned out. I'm going to be completely honest. I zoned out while you guys were giving yours. Like, I heard vague statements or whatever. <laughs> but um, okay. if I repeat one of them, I'm Go sorry. ahead, it's fine. My winner is uh, John Elway. John Elway. He finally hit on a quarterback. Like yeah, I, I said, maybe yeah, I, I said I said Broncos. <laughs> okay, well I say John Elway. All right, um, go ahead for his drafting of Drew Locke. Um, but just to find a better one than it's that, it's like, like I like um, Drew Locke coming out of college. I mean, um, Stidham will still be better. But... Did someone say the Titans? No, nope. Okay, I say Titans. Titans are All in the right. playoff hunt. Tannehill's like looking really good, like untannehill like, <laughs> like really good. They might make the playoffs depending on how Buffalo Pittsburgh shakes out. Um, you know they they look good. They're good. Uh, yeah, they're gonna I, come into Foxborough and beat us, as Ben Volan says. Yeah. Oh, oh I can't. Have, um, my loser is the Seattle Seahawks. How oh. how are you, you gonna lose to the Rams? Like, I mean, division. I thought so. the Rams are good. I didn't say they were good. I said the <laughs> division. Division games are always tough. Look at the Browns. because Jalen Ramsey shuts his mouth. Because, I mean, Seattle, what is it? Before the game, they were first, and now they're not in first. They were first in the NFC, and like now they're... Well, yeah, they were first because the ranking's kind of stupid. Yeah, and now they're not. Um, so now they're down to the fifth seed because of one game. Yeah. That's so. Um, they gotta change that format, right? Like the Niners had so, lost two games, and, and they the were, Cowboys they, are gonna be were, a higher seed. Like, yeah, they were gonna on. be on the road in Dallas, like for the wild card. Like, are you kidding like, me? Come on, man. That's, anyway, that's... sorry, Ethan. Yeah, go ahead. No, Ethan. I um, yeah, uh, I mean Seattle, you oh. you fell from the first seed in the the entire NFC to a, and they just lost. Uh, they just lost Rashad Penny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. So you have Chris Carson fans. Fantasy yeah, fans. Chris Carson's good. Yeah, I have him on in a fantasy league. Uh, okay, so I believe we've all gotten everything off our chest. So I think so. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week after we're after we're on to Cincinnati. Uh, and yeah, San Antonio Brown. Adios. Yeah. Yes, get over it, Rock the Adios. I feel high in reverse I ain't going out